Blog Talk Radio. Pockets and a broke mindset. The B word is a talk slash community of not community. Well, it is community, but it, we also play music. <laughs> Show that promotes the education of the community through engaging topics about money, politics, education, and entertainment, while showcasing artists and music that helps to uplift the community. I'm your host, Elgar. The B word airs Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Time on Blog Talk Radio. So I hope you guys have that first cup of coffee for the day. Me, I have my tea. I like tea in the morning. <clears throat> it helps kind of get the voice, vocal cords moving for me. As you can hear, I'm sounding a little raspy this morning. But that's okay. We're going to keep it moving. Um, but I hope that uh, I hope you move through the rest of your day. Uh, if you want to join in on the conversation, or if you just want to call and listen, you can use this number to do both of those things. It's 215-383-3787. If you want to talk to me or any of my guests, you can just press 1 on your keypad and you can speak live on the air. Please also send me an email. Our email address is the B underscore word at yahoo.com. You can send me messages or you can send me your music if you're an independent artist and would like to get your music played on the air. Please also log into Blog Talk Radio forward slash the B word. You can listen there. You can send direct messages. And please also like us on Facebook, which is B word with Elgarth. Twitter is at the B word underscore Elgarth. And then the website where you can go and listen in as well and catch up on all things me is the B hyphen word.com. There is a plug in there, and you can hit that and you can listen. Um, to all the shows at your leisure. They are archived. So if you ever miss one or you want to go back and listen to one where you got some helpful tips, you can definitely do that. The goal is to hopefully provide you with inspiration, motivation, as well as some tips that you can use to improve your life financially, mentally, and emotionally. So um, uh, first, a few um, housekeeping or administrative items I'd like to discuss real quick. 
If you do email me, uh, please make sure that it is professional. Um, I, I'm married, very married. And so messages that are in relation to, you know, us getting together, you taking me out, get my number. Yeah, that's not going to happen. So y'all can keep those messages. Make sure that they are professional and or that you're sending me your music um, and that you're giving me enough information, of course, as well. Also, if you would like to be on the show, um, you know, if you've got something coming up and you would like to do so, then, of course, I accept those type of emails as well. And then that's it. Okay? Not a dating service. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So let's get started. It's Monday morning. Right after the weekend, I know a lot of people have a hard time with Monday. I'm not a morning person, as I told you guys before. So, you know, Monday mornings are kind of rough for me as well. So we're going to start off with a little bit of, um, you know, fun stuff, which would be the Golden Globe Awards were last night. And um, there were a lot of winners, some surprising Winner, some surprise winners, at least for me, um, in my opinion, because there were a couple of things that um, I just, you know, was not expecting. Um, for those of you who don't know what the Globe, Globe, Golden Globe Awards are, or that they were even yesterday, or that you even cared, um, it's an American accolade that's bestowed, and it's um, voted on by 93 members of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association that recognizes excellence in film and television, both domestic and foreign. So um, it's it's all about TV, basically. All right. So the, I watched a little bit of it, and I mean, the outfits and dresses. A lot of them were absolutely fantastic and gorgeous. I was so like, wow, you know, and it just really kind of puts you into the atmosphere when you when you're when you're watching it and you see that and the glamour and the glitz. And then I also had an opportunity because they do this thing on Instagram. If you have Instagram, you might be able to see it where you can go in. They did some behind the scenes footage that you can watch these short clips videos of everyone who was there. Kevin Hart um, did one. Uh, Michael Jordan did one. Um, you know, that's the young man from Creed. You saw Syl Sylvester Stallone. Um, and so it was just really great to see. And this year's Golden Globes, the two movies that really topped were The Revenant, that was with Leonardo DiCaprio, and The Martian with... Uh, why can't I remember Damon's <laughs> name right now? This is so crazy. Oh, my God. <sighs> Y'all know who I'm talking about, right? Matt, da Matt Damon. Thank you. Okay. I don't know where that just came from, but Matt Damon. All right. So those are the two that topped the market. And interestingly enough, there were two movies about men who were being left for dead and fighting for survival. One of them, The Revenant, was done, you know, outside in the elements. It was about an 1820s trapper who survived the bear attack, and he tries to seek revenge on the men who left him for dead. And, of course, Leonardo won for best actor in that movie. Now, the one to me that was kind of weird 
was The Martian, um, which was Ridley Scott's saga about an astronaut forced to use science and his wits to survive for years after being left alone on Mars, was in the comedy slash musical category. Um, but it, it was Best Picture in that category. And Matt Damon won for Best Actor in a Comedy for his role in that film. Now, this could be just me, but you guys, you know, let me know. Do you think that it was placed in that category so it could win because there were no other maybe viable candidates that could go against it for the win um, since The Revenant had to be in um, the other category? I'm just, I'm just saying, I don't know, for best movie drama. So because you can't have two winners, obviously, in best movie drama, it's my belief that they moved The Martian to the comedy slash musical category so that it could also win Best Picture. I mean, I don't know. You know, Hollywood has done, you know, other questionable things. So why they couldn't do that so that they could have the two movies that they wanted to win win? I don't know. It just sounds like a little fishy to me. Um, there were other big winners. Um, for me, though, it was Taraji, who won for Best Actress in a Drama TV Series, which was, you know, interesting because I, I also think that um, Viola Fox, I'm not Viola Fox, Viola Davis and How to Get Away with Murder is awesome. Um, and then Sylvester Stallone, which was a happy surprise, I guess very sentimental surprise, won for Best Supporting actor, actor in a Motion Picture for Creed. And it was so funny because he indicated that he hadn't been up there since 1977. And that, you know, he kind of felt like he was being hit by a tumbleweed, you know, because that's how long it had been, had, long it had been and basically his, his chances of ever getting back up there again. Um, were kind of nil to moot. So, but he did. He won Best Supporting Actor in a Motion Picture for Creed. So I was really happy for him. There were a lot of other great winners. Denzel Washington um, received the Cecil B. DeMille Award. Um, so that was great. But there were a lot of other great actors for um, other great pieces of work as well. If you want to know who all the winners were, and of course to see some behind the scenes footage and pictures, you can always go to uh, www.goldenglobes.com. Um, there are also all the the um, news sites are showing information about them, so you can find all the winners and losers. You know, just go to the internet and they're going to be there. All right, cool. Um, I think I've talked enough for the first part of the morning. I want to take a sip of my tea. But when we come back, we'll be talking about a couple of other things that's going on with me that I'm going to need you guys' help for. And then we'll be talking about um, some stuff that happened over the last couple of days regarding the political world. And I think we all know who I'm talking about. But we'll be talking about that as well once we come back. So just sit t tight and relax. Or if you can't relax and you're at work, then do some work. Or if you're driving, just pay attention and listen. Um, but we're going to get this day started off right for you. And we'll be right back after this. Yeah. 
question I don't feel like guessing How do I shorten the time to get your sexy ass undressed
Hey, 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 we're back on the B word. Um, Before I go any further, I want to go ahead and put this out. A little bit of sad news today. Well, kind of sad and not sad. That's my opinion, of course. Sad for the world because a great talent um, is now gone. David Bowie has died at the age of 69 69. His family um, and his publicist have confirmed um, that he died. He had cancer. He battled cancer for 18 months and passed away Monday morning. Um, so that's, that's really, really sad. Um, if y'all don't know who David Bowie is, you definitely need to go look him up. There's a great write-up of him in the New York Times. And um, it just really talks about his life, his career, and everything, everything, David. And um, as many of you know, he was married to the model Iman for like over, you know over twenty something years. Um, his son went to Twitter. He had a son from a different marriage named Duncan Jones, 
And he writes a Twitter comment that says, very sorry and sad to say it's true. I'll be offline for a while. Love to all. So the world will definitely miss David Bowie and how he basically, you know, changed um, music. He he really transcended music and fashion and um, just, you know, was a really talented artist and worked with a lot of talented individuals as well. So David Bowie passed away. But, you know, I think the battle with cancer is just so hard and you know cancer we hate you by the way um i've i've had friends who have passed away from cancer and it's just a horrible horrible disease and it's unfortunate that we still have not found a cure that could combat all of these strands um that that are out there because apparently with cancer what it does is it it's it changes depending on what you know what kind it is. There's just not a single fix for every person. It's like different with every single individual. So you know, I really hope that the researchers are able to find a cure to this awful disease. Um, you know, it, it probably won't be in my lifetime, but hopefully, it will come soon thereafter. So again, the great David Bowie passed away at the age of 69, 1947 to 2016. Okay, now I want to talk a little bit about something that is very important to me, and I am going to ask that each one of you go and vote. I have an organization, many of you know, it's called Blanket of Freedom. That organization supports veterans with mental illness. Well, every month, Kind Snacks gives $10,000 away to a, a cause. And Blanket of Freedom has entered into that giveaway for January and it's called Caring for Our Veterans, The Wounds We Can't See. And it basically talks all about our program, what we're trying to do. And it's got some pictures and a cool video and kind of gives you some information about about the cause. So I would ask that each one of you either go to my Facebook page, which is my name, LaShawn Garth, L-A-S-H-O-N-E-G-A-R-T-H. You can find the link for the cause on my Facebook page, or you can go to causes.kindsnacks.com, and that's K-I-N-D-S-N-A-C-K-S.com, forward slash cause, forward slash caring for our veterans, the wounds we can't see. I know that's long, but it's really important. And they, they have a really cool way of, you know, um, asking you to vote. And one of those ways they ask you to vote is by promising to do a kind act towards someone else. So they give you a list. Um, my kind act was to donate a blanket to a homeless veteran or how about just a homeless person, you know, whatever. Um, we, as Blanket of Freedom, one of our campaigns is uh, a blanket drive. So, um, that's why I asked for individuals to just donate a, a blanket to a homeless vet or to a homeless person. But 
It would really be awesome if all my fans and listeners could go to causes.kindsnacks.com forward slash call forward slash caring for our veterans, the wounds we can't see, and cast your vote. And if you share it to Facebook and Twitter, you can actually cast three votes. So your initial vote and then two more votes. So that would be awesome. I really appreciate it. And it's definitely for a good cause. So thanks. All right. So the other thing that's happening with me is um, if you've been listening to me for a while, you know that I had a dog and her name was Sasha. And I had her since she was a baby and she was with me for 15 years. And then she passed away last year, Thanksgiving. So she's been gone a little bit over a year now. Well, my husband has been, you know, bugging me about getting another dog. And for me, I just didn't feel like I was ready. So I would keep saying, no, 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 no. I don't want another dog. I want another dog. So uh, last week, you know, we were talking again. And I decided that maybe... I would be interested in getting a dog. I said, if you can send me some dogs that, you know, you, you are interested in looking at, you know, I'll consider. I said, but give it a week. I said, because you know how I am. I'll say something at the beginning of the week and we'll change my mind by the end of the week. So I did the same thing with having a baby. Thought I wanted to have a baby. Went to go see my niece and she was the devil's spawn and I decided, no, that's not what I want to do. So, But I love her. <laughs> so I told him, I said, let's do the same thing with the dog. So he started sending me these pictures of these dogs, and wow, I just absolutely fell in love with this one breed. It's called a Cavalier, and um, so now <laughs> we're getting another dog. So we should have our dog. She, she's um, too little to come home now, but um, in probably the beginning of February, I'll be able to bring my baby home, and we're actually going to meet her for the first time um, at the end of this week, so I'm pretty excited to see her and, um, you know, to start to get familiar and acquainted with her, um, and I think it's going to be pretty cool. So, you guys wish me luck on this journey, because I'm starting it again with another fur baby. And those of you who have fur babies know exactly what I'm talking about or who have had them and loved your pets. You know exactly what I'm talking about and what I'm going through. So that's some good news on my end. And I can't wait. We've named her Lady Tabitha. Um, so uh, you guys can, um, I'll, you know what I'll do? What I'll do is on um, the B Word fan page, I will post a picture of Lady Tabitha once I actually get one from her, okay? All right, cool. So that way you guys can see my new fur baby. All right, so moving right along. In uh, the news lately, um, every we talked about this last week about Bill Cosby, but let me tell you who's really stealing the spotlight right now, and that is Bill Cosby's lawyer, Monique Presley. She is really impressing everyone. And I'm telling you, everyone, even the people who think that Bill Cosby's guilty, they are impressed by her because she definitely, at every point that I've seen her on every interview, on every show, has brought her A-game. I mean, she's very smart, very eloquent, articulate, and she she talks the facts. 
and she will get you straight, and she will not allow you to misquote her, misquote Bill Cosby or anybody. But this is the interesting thing. You know, everybody is saying how she was chosen because, you know, she's a very exceptional lawyer, an excellent lawyer, um, and that could be true. But let me tell you what how important it is for, at this point in time, especially for Bill Cosby, to have had Monique Presley as his attorney. One of the biggest things is she's a woman, okay? And right now, oh, and she's black. And right now, because of the charges against Bill Cosby, gender and her race matter because he's being charged with sexual assault of several women, a number of those women who are white, but there are some of those women who are also black. And I think that when you look at a male who's being charged with these crimes and he comes forward with a male attorney, um, that, you know, I don't think that sets, um, sets up a good defense because a lot of women will look at that and think that, you know, men stick together, of course. And, but when you bring in, a female attorney who's black, then to me that opens up a different dynamic and people begin to look at the situation a little bit differently because I think they're saying that, okay, wow, if this woman and a black woman can defend this man who has been charged or there are allegations against him regarding sexual assault you know, from so many women, you know, I think it may take, makes people, you know, take a step back and relook at the information. Because honestly, and this is just my opinion, if I were an attorney and I went to defend someone, I might not be able to defend someone in this particular situation who I really felt and believed was guilty. And I know everybody deserves a fair trial. I just don't think I could be the attorney on that case if after looking at all of the evidence and say, okay, I know you did it, but I'm going to defend you as a woman. You know, I don't know. That's just me. But, you know, she is definitely in all of the headlines, um, and she's doing her thing. And I think that, you know, people are definitely taking notice. I don't know. Before this trial, I had never even heard of her. So... You know, she's definitely getting a, a lot of press right now. And, you know, she's really sharp. So I think Bill Cosby did the right thing or his um, consulting team or whoever decided that they needed to hire her, they made the right choice. All right. So what I want to do right now is start talking about something that happened a few days ago. Everybody knows that Trump, Donald Trump, who is running as the presidential candidate. First of all, you know what I really want to know? How many people know who all the presidential candidates are? Yeah, that's what I thought. Silence. <laughs> um, I, and me, I definitely had to go and take a look myself because there were some that I, I didn't know were running. And there are some people apparently who are running that are not considered, you know, in the running for uh, the presidential seat. Um, but I did have to go take a look at, you know, the list of individuals who are running and kind of go over what, you know, their their platforms are, what issues they're addressing, 
Because that's important. When you decide that you're going to vote on who the next president is going to be, it should be homework that you do. You should be able to understand what issues and platforms that they're speaking on and what issues they plan on on addressing when they become president. So they say anyway before they're elected, but you know what I mean. So one of the things that has come up is Donald Trump, and this isn't new, but what happened just recently is kind of new. Donald Trump is a really um, one of those candidates who is saying that we need to basically deport everyone who wasn't supposed to be here and, of course, stop those who are trying to seek refuge here from coming in. And this just happened in um, Rock Hill, South Carolina. It was on the 9th, which was Saturday. So it happened over the weekend. Trump was there, and he um, was speaking to individuals. And there was a Muslim woman who was wearing a hijab, that the thing that covers your head. Um, Donald Trump had her escorted out uh, because... I'm sorry, this happened on Friday. Donald Trump had her escorted out because she stood up during his speech. Her name was Rose Hamid. She's a 56-year-old flight attendant. She was sitting in the stands directly behind Trump. She stood up Friday during Trump's speech when the Republican frontrunner suggested that Syrian refugees fleeing war in Syria were affiliated with ISIS. Trump has previously called for a temporary ban on Muslims entering the U.S. Now, despite her silence, Trump supporters around her began chanting Trump's name, and as instructed by Trump's campaign staff before the event, in the case of protests, that anyone who kind of disturbed the speech needed to be escorted out. Um, And then as they were escorted out, Trump supporters were, you know, shouting and yelling at them to get out. One person shouted, you have a bomb, you have a bomb. I mean, it was just some ugly, you know, things that came out of people's mouths that were also at this event and supporting Trump. Now, the young lady, well, the older lady if you consider 56 old, she went on CNN and she had a phone interview and she kind of talked about her experience. And she told, you know, them during the interview that she was not there to make a scene. She and a couple of others, they all went in there and they wore these stars that were reminiscent of what Jews wore during the Holocaust when the Jews had to be um, notified or let everyone know that they were Jews. So they went in there, they had these stars on, and they stood up during Trump's speech. And basically, according to him, that was causing a disturbance, and they were escorted out. And she just commented on how, you know, it it was so rude and how Trump said that, you know, it was their hatred not our hatred, meaning, you know, us Americans, but it was the Muslims' hatred of us and not us of them, which causes all the issues. And 
she said that, you know, she figured that a lot of Trump supporters had never really met a Muslim up front. So what she wanted to do was to give them the opportunity to meet one. She wore a shirt that read, Salam, I come in peace. And again, she said she really wasn't going to say anything. She didn't want to be disrespectful. But she did feel that if he said something that needed addressing, then, you know, she might be inclined to answer, you know, if the feeling struck her at that moment. So she said she sat around a couple of people and the individuals that she actually had the opportunity to engage with and talk to, they were actually pretty nice. And, you know, when she was being escorted out, she even mentioned that a couple of them grabbed her hand and told her, you know, that she was so- that they were sorry that she was being forced to leave the venue. It was reported that one woman who um, remarked about Hamid spoke and said that, you know, she didn't look scary, but looked like a good one, <laughs> whatever that means. You know, I think it's really sad that right now the way that Trump is acting and the way that he is calling out, you know, Muslims and trying to say that all Syrian refugees are associated with ISIS is reminiscent of not just the Holocaust, but of how African Americans were treated in this country. It's scary because it, it it's almost pointing exactly in that direction and and I'm afraid that if, you know, it continues in that manner and, God forbid, Trump gets elected, and that's just my opinion, you can have your own, that a form of that type of racism and to that extent could again be relevant and prevalent in America's society. And it's just really unfortunate that there's an individual out there who's promoting such hatred on such a, a, a national level because it is national. And then what's even funnier to me is that Trump supporters are just, you know, falling all over themselves with, you know, what he's doing and his agenda. And they're the ones that are going to be the most hurt by what his policies are, especially his economic beliefs. Believe it or not, the individuals who follow Trump right now, according to statistical information, are the less educated voters who are struggling in the economy right now. So those are the ones he's preying on. And to me, it makes a lot of sense. If you have individuals who are not educated, who are doing bad in the economy, and they're listening to this man who's talking about, we're going to make America great again by getting rid of Muslims, who he believes are a threat, and not allowing refugees to seek asylum here, who believes are all associated with ISIS. I mean, totally, that makes a lot of sense to me. Everybody's, I don't want to call them dumb, but you're not very bright. So anyway, that's my <laughs> that's my vent on Donald Trump. All right, so um, I've been talking for a while. I'm going to go ahead and give us a little break of my voice because, again, I need another sip of my tea. But we'll be right back to close it down. And, um, you know, I'll give my last words and then we're off and you can continue to enjoy the rest of your day.
we just trying to get it straight Cause we got fucking bills to pay Shit, man, we can't be late Got so much looking up So shit, man, we cannot pay And we just on the road, my niggas Just trying to be a uh, When your back is up against the wall And your mind you're choosing not to fall Whether you heard it down, you gotta go And that's something that you gotta know Night a nigga losing sleep Then lost my appetite to eat Because I lost the only way I feed And I was fucking with the way I breathe What do I do now? But how can I get back up? Cause I'm a grown ass man and I can't call for no backup Well shit man, get back up Get in your hustle and rack up Get to the money, relax bruh You not a bum and that's facts bruh Man, but that's not what I'm feeling like and lately I ain't feeling right I'm sick and tired of these feelings right Ain't looking forward to these bitter nights Oh my God, been working, man Shit, we just trying to get it straight Cause we got fucking bills to pay Shit, man, we can't be late Got so much looking up So shit, man, we cannot pay and we just on the road, my nigga Just trying to be a great When you lower than you ever been And there's some distance with your closest friend And you beefing with your closest kin Real shit, don't know what the fuck I'm in The lost pieces mentally I think I'm losing myself The devil fucking befriended me On top of that, I'm sipping drink Just for that rental brief Don't know how to deal with it I look okay physically It's like my soul got so much misfortune I'm talking to somebody They say it's like getting tortured And I ain't even looking like myself Shit, I looking like I need some help Man, I just need to get clear Shit is so much that I fear But for the little ones I push and gear Because I knowin' that they need me near Oh my God, been working, man Shit, we just tryna get it straight Cause we got fucking bills to pay Shit, man, we can't be late Got so much looking up So shit, man, we cannot pay and we just on the road, my nigga. Just trying to be a great. Oh my God, been working, man. Shit, we just trying to get it straight. Cause we got fucking bills to pay. Shit, man, we can't be late. Got so much looking up. So shit, man, we cannot fail. And we just on the road, my nigga.
we often find our backs against the wall and we don't try, try to fight, but run and hide as if the problem that he lies with
Um, hmm. Saturday. Yes, Saturday. Then I will be participating in a play called Be Very Careful What You Pray For, and where I play the lead and have some other great, awesome people who are in the play with me. It is at 4 o'clock. It is going to be at, it well, it's being hosted at the El Shaddai Christian Ministries Church. That is 2135 Shamrock Drive, Indicator, Georgia. The tickets are $20 in advance or $25 at the door. And for more information on the tickets, you can call 404-933-7223. Again, that's this Saturday, January 16th at 4 p.m., 2135 Shamrock Drive, Decatur, Georgia, 404-933-7223. Now, um, we've done this play before, and it's a really good play. It has a really great message. So, And <laughs> for those of you who have never and never will, except for in this situation, heard me sing, you'll get the opportunity to hear me um, sing a little bit. Um, in the play, which don't laugh, you know, it's kind of awful if you ask me myself, but it's funny, so come on out and support this Saturday if you are in the Atlanta area, and if you're not in the Atlanta area, then get here, (laughs) okay, I'm done being silly, we have had a pretty good show today, it's been interesting, we talked about a couple of things, the Golden Globe. Oh, oh, and there is one thing I forgot to tell you. Jamie Foxx came out and did a Steve Harvey. He did exactly what Steve Harvey did on the Miss Universe pageant and read the card and announced the wrong winner. Oh, so funny. That was one of the funniest spots of the night. So um, if you uh, go and search, you know, for Golden Globes or you're on Instagram and you want to look at some, you know, footage, that was one of the things that was pretty funny. So, anyway, I just thought I'd say that. All right. Thank you so much for listening. As always, it's been a pleasure to talk to you all each week. Remember, we're on Blog Talk Radio Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. So, thanks again for tuning in. Tell your friends, and I hope you got something that has helped to open your mind just a little bit more. And as always, everything I say and do is because I love you, I love me, and I love us. And being broke ain't free. I'm your host, El Garth, and I will see you guys tomorrow on the B-Word.